The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, by popular demand, we bring you the eagerly awaited return of self-proclaimed extraterrestrial hybrid, Sonny Sito. Fourteen years ago, Sonny made a stunning appearance on Veritas, sharing her thoughts and insights on a range of topics, from the nature of reality and the universe to the role of advanced civilizations in the universe. What caught the world's attention was her predictions about the future of humanity and the planet. Many were skeptical at the time, but as the years passed by, it has become clear that Sonny was spot on, eerily spot on. She predicted the rise of the surveillance state and the increase in government control over our lives. She also warned about the dangers of the jabs and the risks of using them as a means of population control. All of these predictions have come true, and her words have been hauntingly prescient. Now, after 14 years, Sunny returns to Veritas to continue her conversation with us. She'll delve deeper into the topics discussed in her previous appearance and provide us with a unique perspective on the universe and our place in it. We'll explore the origin and evolution of the universe, the meaning and purpose of life, the history of our species and its interactions with other species and civilizations in the universe, and the ethics and morality of interspecies relations, and more predictions. So fasten your seatbelts, sit back, and get ready for an electrifying and thought-provoking ride as Sunny shares her message with us once again. And since this interview was recorded over a week ago, I decided to ask Sonny yesterday about the alleged spy balloon and the unidentified flying objects that were shut down. I also asked her about the train derailment that has caused a massive environmental disaster in Ohio, where journalists are being arrested and the media is silent. Sonny gave me her comments in writing, and I've added them at the end of this interview in part two. Sonny Sito, The Return of a Cosmic Messenger, coming up next. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy. Get a 15-day free trial of FLFE today. We also have rebounders, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Veritas and Sanitas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. And she's also the author of two books, Stranded on Earth, the story of a Roswell crash survivor, and SETI Child, Lost Upon a One-Star World. And I'm privileged after 14 years, I'm delighted to have Sonny Sito back to Veritas. Hello, Sonny, and welcome back. How are you? I am okay. How are you? I'm doing fine. And as I mentioned to you before we began, the style of today's interview, just because so many people have written to me through the years to, number one, rebroadcast our interview that we did back in 2009, 
which, by the way, many people may have laughed at it back then, but now the same people who laughed write to me saying how accurate you were back then, talking about the future. I hate to use the word because I'm censored, but the the V and the pandemic that came along, you said all those things back then, completely accurate. But today, I want to ask you questions on a rapid-fire format, and I'll let you answer. I'll stop, and I'll ask again. Is that something that will work with you? And if I don't understand something, I'll ask you to repeat it. Wonderful. Here's the first one. What is the meaning and purpose of life from the perspective of your species? Purpose of life is to... Although it has a soul and the soul is energy, is to connect that energy to one another in the benefit of preserving that species' future. Not to connect that energy into negative endures to bring along destruction. Because, and also, that energy is connected to a thing called the ego. When the ego is out of control and is full of the negative energy, that feeds off to people that are around you and they absorb, if they are empathetic or empath, they absorb that energy and that can make them aggressive or violent or act out. People, the, the meaning of life is the sacred spark that created the first star from when the Big Bang was formed, raw, powerful, pure energy. That's the same energy that created a primordial earth that was pristine and unpolluted and not dying of, of chemicals and trashing and the destruction of, of the, eco the ecology and ecosystems. Whether or not you know it, everyone and everything is connected as one in this meaning of life, which is a form of universal energy. When one, like, for example, like the honeybees or the pollinators among the insects were to die out, the plants that are pollinated would, would slowly die out. That sets off a chain reaction. The animals that feed on that plant, the animals that prey on those animals, pretty soon that gets all the way up along the food chain. And pretty soon, humans will die out because of the one little action they've caused, which has affected an innocent life, which was part of this uh, cycle or pool of what the meaning of life is. And to me, the meaning of life is what I call what you do unto others comes back unto you. And that's the golden rule, and that's in every culture do unto others that you would have them to do unto you. You treat the earth with kindness. She rewards you as a flower. You, you destroy the earth and hurt her resources. She will get back at you with tornadoes and floods and hurricanes and adverse weather. Everything is linked as one. That is the pool of this meaning of life. You're all one in a big web called consciousness and awareness of the soul and the soul energy is that life that goes back and reconnects with everything around it which was 
first generated from a tiny little spark called life and intelligence. And that permeates all universes, all solar systems, all forms of life, all species. Can you describe the nature of reality and the universe from the viewpoint of your species? Yes. Um, please repeat that. Yes. Can you describe the nature of reality and the universe from the viewpoint of your species? We see the Earth is dying, troubled, because the humans have had so many chances to better themselves, but they allowed themselves to be used as puppets to be controlled by the reptoids and other species that came here and tried to interfere with when the Pleiadians had laboratory Earth, which was a test tube for different species development. But, I, but we do not interfere with what the humans are doing because they chose their path. They are on a path of destroying themselves. If you take a baby, for example, and the baby is screaming and yelling, or doing something, or if a child or whatever, you try to stop the action by replacing it with something positive. You don't, you don't, um, you don't take a person and give them a gun and tell them go out and, and do this, do that, do that. You don't direct your anger out on others because that creates more negative energy. We see the human species. Overall, is a species controlled by that thing called ego, which thinks it's better than anything around it. And that there's not going to be no repercussions for what you do to a person or to the planet, but there is always repercussions. Your actions that you do as a species will come back on you. The consequences of your actions will always return in some way or another or in some form. We see the humans as a species. We see you as like a kindergarten-like, and that you had your time, your chances to grow over the millions of whatever years in your evolution. You you had your chances to grow, but your ego has always stopped you and has always prevented you from becoming brothers in peace instead of as brothers where you could be helping one another, helping to solve the problems that face this earth, but instead people are ruled by greed and hate and negativity instead of what pure, unconditional love, which is found in nature and is what creates beauty in the world. Humans are destroying that, which is beauty, because they are they think for only themselves. They don't think about what their actions might do to the planet or other living life forms that live here. How does your species understand the concept of time, and how does it affect your understanding of causality and the flow of events? Time is another stream of energy. It can be measured in many ways, but time is invisible, though it depends on a planet's rotation and orbit around its sun or star. Everything has cycles. Everything is ruled by this thing called time. And humans have tried to understand time by calendars and measuring time, observing seasons, the changes of the seasons, the tides, 
all that is influenced influenced by the um, unseen thing called time, which is measured in nanoseconds, seconds, minutes, hours, days, months, years, decades, centuries. Time is an invisible force, and it's a universal time that controls everything in nature is based on this cycle. Time continues on. It doesn't stop. Well, you can reverse it by going back in time, but in this physical reality, time is a constant energy flow that can be measured, but you cannot see it. Time affects what happens now and in the future. The events you do now will eventually happen into the future unless you change your course of what you are doing. Like, say you're planning on going on a war with someone. You can lay the groundwork out for, for planning this war. But sometime along the so-called time frame, you can come in there and prevent it and stop it by negotiations and peace, peace talks and all that stuff to try to solve differences instead of create more issues. I don't know if that answers your question, but I do have a thing about time. I thought, oh, that's my big thing is time, but time is measured in five minutes and hours. Is that, is that a human concept only, or do they use that throughout the universe, the concept of time? concept of time, in my opinion, is merely a human concept because only humans use devices to measure time. Out there in space, they know time is a series of natural cycles, the rotation of a, of a planet around its sun. That's time. You have so many uh, days or whatever, which is daylight and nightlight cycles, creates like for on Earth, 24 hours, but that's time right there. So many orbits around a star, around a, a planet, around its star, constitutes a year. But on Earth, humans are the only form that have this, well, it's an artificial concept. They have to measure it and record it. What about the concept of, what about the concept of time travel? Have you conquered the concept of time travel yet? We use wormholes, stargates, and portals to go from one galaxy to another, like, say, Earth is in galaxy A. You want to go to galaxy B. You either go by ship or by teleportation device, and boom, you're immediately in universe B. You step out, you're on a brand new world. It's physical, just like your Earth but it's on a different physical level for reality. And you have to have your vibration vibrating at that reality that you stepped onto for it to be real to you. That's, and you go back in time that way to view past events, try to learn solutions to prevent them from reoccurring in your current time. Wouldn't that create a paradox if we go back in time to change future events? That, that is very possible. They're working, they've been trying to work on things like that on Earth. We try to go back 
to understand what events led up to these events that happened that were so catastrophic in OSHA's history to try to learn to prevent that from happening in the future on this earth. Like say, there was a huge nuclear war somewhere. You gotta learn ways to go back, view that, like watching a movie. View that movie on the screen, which is in your mind, and learn, try to, to learn ways to prevent this from ever happening again. Like, what is the difference is we must put aside to work as a whole unit, meaning all species united, to prevent the consequences of what those actions could do. What are the biggest challenges and mysteries that your species has yet to solve or understand? Concerning Earth? Concerning Earth, concerning your own origins. We are pretty well evolved in our technology that we do not have a lot of the things that plagues us. But we have learned to cure diseases. We have learned time travel. We have learned how to, most importantly, live among ourselves as equals and not being ruled by ego. The ego is the worst thing that, and the anger and the hate that's so prevalent on Earth. We've learned to see each other as the same. Not because we're a different species or a different color, but it's, we learn to look at inside. The heart is the same. The blood is the same. The soul is the same. Humans need to learn that we are all alike inside. Just because we are different on the outside, we all have a soul inside and feel the same emotions and feelings. That's where the changes come, is when is when species and people put their differences aside and learn to work with one another in harmony instead of in war. But even though you are an advanced civilization, do you still have challenges and mysteries that you yes. have yet to solve or understand? Yes, we have a few. We, we have a few mysteries like, yes, because all organisms die, but we see that as a stepping out from one body into another. The death is still a mystery to an extent. No species lives eternal or immortal, because all creatures are mortal. There's no everlasting life, because we are all born from a spark of energy, which permeates every cell. So that is still a mystery. We have challenges, just like, well, not to the extent you have on Earth, but we have challenges trying to keep an insectoid species from going extinct because the reptilians and reptoids did come to our world and tried to, to annihilate it by nuclear war. We still have challenges trying to keep our species still going. Many of us are dying out because of the effects of that event billions of years or more ago. Can you share information about advanced technologies and techniques that your species has They're developed? On Earth? No, on your planet, 
techniques that your species has developed and how these have impacted your society. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.